0: Hello, this is Warwick Brown of Account Manager Tips, and you're listening to the Twitter Smarter Podcast with Madeline Sklar.
1: Hey, hold that tweet. This is episode number 69 with Warwick Brown. Welcome to the Twitter Smarter Podcast, where you get the best Twitter tips from the pros. Twitter expert Madeline Sklar wants to help you take it up a notch on Twitter. In each episode of this podcast, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can start using right now. So are you ready to get Twitter Smarter? This episode is brought to you by the Twitter Smarter Twitter Chat. Did you know each week I host the Twitter Smarter Chat? I bring together hundreds of people in an active one-hour discussion that's all about Twitter marketing. It's every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. I hope to see you there. Now, let's get on to today's episode. I have such an awesome guest for you today. His name is Warwick Brown. He's the founder of Account Manager Tips, and he helps organizations grow client revenue and retention by empowering them with the tools and mindset to succeed. In this episode, Warwick does a deep dive into how to use Twitter search, specifically how to find content and conversations. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Here is my interview with Warwick Brown. Hey, Warwick, thank you so much for joining the Twitter Smarter Podcast. I am so happy to have you here as my very special guest today. My question for you is, what
0: are your best Twitter tips? Thanks, Madeline. I am so excited to be here. And listen, i got a ton of them. So I'm looking forward to getting into them during the episode.
1: Oh, I love that do tell. I can't wait because you're Mm. such a smart guy. I've had you on the Twitter smarter chat a few times. You always blow me away with your knowledge, your expertise. So I've been wanting to have you here on the podcast for a while. So I can't wait to hear some great juicy tips from you.
0: Well, I definitely am one of those people that goes after the next shiny object. So I do suffer from the shiny object syndrome badly. (laughs) So consequently, you're right. I have been across a ton of the tools, Uh, but I guess, you know, when you work through them, you figure out what works, what doesn't, what suits you. And there are some amazing tools out there, but, you know, that really help you get more juice out of Twitter, of which I think Twitter has actually invested a lot in them as well. I'm really enjoying like just the the developments on the platform itself lately.
1: Me too. I just love it. It seems like every week or so there's something new they've added. And some of these features are small, but they really make Twitter better. And I love that. Makes for a better experience.
0: It really, really does. And I think it's really, they've really been focused on engagement and helping you you connect with people. And I've sort of been reclaiming my feed, to be honest, because, you know, I completely ignored it for so many years. And I think actually, you know, there was, I mean, you, you know, Manage Flitter and all. there was a lot of oh, those yeah. accounts where they did all those auto, you know, click follows and find people to follow and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, when Twitter pulled the API and suddenly you couldn't do that anymore. I feel like actually that was a bit of a tipping point for me in terms of actually, I'm not going to follow, I'm not going to be so focused on follow accounts. I'm actually right. going to be much more focused about the conversation. And I know that's something you're always on about uh, is, you know, like Twitter is about the conversation. And I feel like that just removed that element from me. It freed me up to like, okay, well, I'm not going to be looking for followers and follow and then you follow and then I unfollow and then I keep right. my ratios and all <laughs> that sort of crap, you know, I'm just like in it to have a good time. So
1: I love that because yeah, it used to be the early days of strategy was you follow people, see who followed you back unfollow if they didn't follow you, but also it was a different time where they had mm. those weird ratios with your follow to mm. following and you couldn't get over, I remember 2,000 used to be the limit. You couldn't get above 2,000 to follow unless you had enough followers. And it was kind of weird mm. the way they had that, but mm. I agree with you. I'm so much more focused on the conversation and not so much about mm. the followers and me and, following. I don't know what you
0: think, but you know, there was that, recommend, you know, that advice from all those content and social media marketers that were like, you know, tweet like every... 30 seconds, like twenty times a day. Right. You know, and I used to do that. I had like ten or fifteen slots in my Twitter, you know, content scheduling. It was just noise, you know, it was just stuff just to fill the fill the yeah. space. And you know, now I only tweet one or two times a day, sometimes not even daily. And I still get engagement and I still pop up in people's feeds and people pop up on mine. It's like, oh, in case you missed it, or you know, That's uh so Madeline cool. just tweeted, which is brilliant. So you don't feel like you've got yeah. FOMO anymore, you know. That is
1: so cool because I do remember when the strategy was Tweet every like once a minute or every five minutes. And it was like, it was so cluttered. But some people did it very successfully. I remember Mm -hmm. Jeff Bullis was like the king of Twitter for years doing that strategy. But I will always look at his feed and go, that's too busy. There's no way I would Mm -hmm. do that. I think, you know, it'd be a turnoff to a lot of people. But I'm still, you know, all these years later, I've been on Twitter for like, I think 11 years now. And I still put out a lot of content. I try to make sure it's very relevant to my followers. It's something Mm -hmm. that they're interested in. But I'm curious, like if I do what you're doing right now, like, you know, would that work well? Would people see me as a resource? So I I don't know. Mm. I'm a little nervous about doing that, but I think it's awesome. It's working great for you.
0: I think you can. I mean, I definitely scaled it back. So I think in my scheduling tool, I used to have something like 15 slots a day, which was like crazy. It was like trying to feed the beast. (laughs) Now it's like maybe five and I have them categorized. I have fun, inspire, educate, and promote. So they're my only four categories now and mostly around education tips, tricks, and then sometimes it's just a funny meme or just so you know, observation on life. And then, yeah, so that's helping me also stay focused on what I push out. But yeah, I like to go like you do. I like to, if I go to somebody's feed, I can get a sense of what, what they're about, what their message is and what they know about and what they're like. And you can't do that if you're doing 20 tweets a day.
1: Right, exactly. That's a great point you're making. So so do you notice like immediately when you made that kind of switch that like the engagement still was great, the numbers, everything still looks great. You didn't feel like you lost a lot of
0: people or lost interest? I think, you know, I don't lose followers, which is pretty great. I mean, I don't have a lot of followers, but I actually just crossed the 2000 mark, but I'm not here to collect followers. Like I said, that kind of API, you know, drama that happened a few months back kind of really just released me from all of that. And, yeah, I mean, people still like my tweets. I still get comments. I get retweets and reshares. I'm looking at my hashtags a little bit more. I don't know what you think. What do you think about hashtags? Some people say they're dead. Nobody uses them. Nobody searches for hashtags. Right. Um, nobody clicks them. I'm in two minds. I like mine. Like, I, la- you know, I followed your advice from way back. I was like, I'm yeah. getting my own hashtag. That's good because that helps me find people that
1: are, right.
0: you know, Because sometimes I'll quote my stuff and do my hashtag, but they don't tag me, so I don't necessarily know. And it also helps me find my stuff. But yeah, I'm torn between sort of whether I need hashtags or not in my tweets. What do you think? Well, it
1: used to be back in the early days of hashtags on Twitter, it Mm. used to be that was the only way you could do a search. There wasn't a way to just search a keyword. You had to have the hash Mm. symbol in front of it. So that was kind of the whole thing with hashtags as a search tool, search engine. And then over the years, it evolved where, oh, you don't have to do that anymore. But I was already using this Twitter Smarter hashtag I came up with, and I was using Mm. it in ways where I was branding what I was doing. Mm. And a lot of people thought, oh, this was Madeline doing a hashtag for the Twitter chat. But actually, I started the Twitter Smarter hashtag years before the chat and was using it as a way of saying to people, hey, I put out Twitter content all the time. I'm always sharing articles. Anything I find about Twitter on Twitter marketing, I post in my Twitter feed. If you would like to see all those just go and search the Twitter Smarter hashtag and every day you'll see at least a few if not more. Mm. I've been doing this every day since it was like 2013 I think. I've been doing that every day since. I always make sure my feed has scheduled some really good Twitter articles I come across mm. and now that I'm putting out so much content these days, I'm making sure there's plenty of that in there as well. Mm. And that's been great. People discover me that way and then I use the hashtag to brand my first online course, my Twitter Smarter Masterclass. And that was also in 2013. Eventually, the Twitter chat came about in 2015, along with this podcast. So I really used it as a way to brand myself. And Twitter mm. was just so perfect to be in the middle of all that. So it worked well for me. And it looks like it works well for you with your yeah, hashtag.
0: I, I definitely. And, and also, all the other platforms have sort of gone on the Twitter. I mean, Twitter invented the hashtag. And right. uh, you know now LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, they all have them. So actually it helps you cross platform because I can say Twitter Smarter hashtag, AM tips hashtag, and doesn't matter which platform you're on, you're gonna find my content. So actually it's worked really well from a branding point of view. Searching for hashtag B2B, hashtag business growth, hashtag sales tips, I'm not so sure. I still put them in there. I don't put tons of them. I'll put maybe two or three, you know. Can't hurt, right? Unless I'm short on space for the tweet. Isn't that funny how we used to like that we're like, 200 and what is it, 280 characters 280, or something? 280, yeah. Scandal. I don't want
1: this. And now I can't imagine
0: <laughs> totally. living without it. You know?
1: Totally. I was so against yeah. it. And, you know, I, mm. I'm the, like the Twitter go to for a social media examiner. Mm. And they had me come on their Friday video show when mm. it was very close to them switching from 140 to 280. And they wanted my opinion. And I said, I think it's a, I said, I was honest. I said, I think it's a terrible idea. Mm. I mean, 140 characters is what makes Twitter Twitter. I don't feel like mm. doubling it. Is the answer. And my biggest concern was it's going to be these long tweets. And how is this going to play out in a Twitter chat, especially Twitter Smarter that moves at lightning speed? How are we going to read mm. all these tweets in the chat in real time when they're long? But the great thing that happened with all of that, I'll never forget this, it seemed like for one day, everybody went crazy to type long mm. tweets. Like everybody did 280 character tweets just to mm. see what it, what it was like. And then it went right, the next day it went right back to normal. You know, everybody was back to mm. short tweets. I was like, okay, this is awesome. So now we don't have to worry about, you know, abbreviating things or trying to get our Mm. point across when we got cut off at 140. Now we got that extra space, but I don't go crazy with it. I don't see too many other Mm. people do it. So it's nice to have it now, but it was a little bit of a scandal at first. It's like, oh my God, Twitter won't be cool anymore.
0: I know. And at least now you can use punctuation, which I love because you can never do that. You know, and you're always going, you know, you with a U and uh-huh. all these weird I, I you know, four instead of FOR. And actually you're right. I very I sometimes have to really think hard to reach that maximum character limit. Like yeah. th- it's quite a lot of words that you can squeeze into 280 characters. You sort of didn't realize that the, how many words that actually gets you. So Yeah, I do so here's a on the subject of Twitter searching, because that's one of the things I'm really passionate about. And I just love Twitter for finding content. But you do have to invest a bit of time in you know, setting things up and going to look for it. I don't, I wouldn't say it lands in your lap, you know, you have to go, okay, well, hashtag. So I'll use hashtagify to find the right ones for my tweets and also to maybe find some new ones. I love TweetDeck. That is so great because it's sort of got the advanced Twitter search in it, but you can have it set up per column. And I love the way that you can have filters, like you can include or exclude retweets. It's got to have, you know, likes and that sort of stuff. So you could, You kind of can surface some of the more popular content you can hire. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love TweetDeck and they've done some good upgrades on that, like being able to add images to your tweets and GIFs. GIFs.
1: Yeah, GIFs is fairly new. You couldn't do that before and it was so frustrating. Have you been using Mm. TweetDeck for a long time or is that more recent?
0: Well, I kind of had to because when I'm on a Twitter smarter chat, it's like Houston, you know, Space Station. A lot going on. Because there's a lot going on instead have like the Twitter browser because I'm on your one with the tweets and replies. Then I'm on TweetDeck to see the stream. Then I'm sometimes my own tweet because I like using Right tag, which is it turns your tweet into a image. So if I find a nice tweet, I'd sometimes be on there and then I'd quote that and then I'd grab the image and then I'd tw- So yeah, it was crazy. But yes, I had been using it for a long time, but it annoyed me that you couldn't do GIFs and it was fiddly yeah. with that pop-out window for the message. and I
1: didn't like that at all. Yeah. Know,
0: but for a tweet chat, especially for just you know like twubs and tweet tweet chat and all those, they don't seem to work as well as they used to. So I have tweet text essential, but it's great just for yeah you know, for keeping on top of your searches and finding content. And I've got my regular streams. So when I'm searching, like if I'm looking for a topic, and this is a, a tip I can't remember where I read it from, but like let's say key account management. So that's one of the things that I do. Instead of just going key account management, you do key account management in quotes because you want the exact phrase, and then you do and with a capital A and D, which is the you know search. Boolean, Boolean, and then I'll do like how or what or help or newbie and adding some of those extra qualifiers helps you get the content. Or I'll go not hiring because I don't want to see job ads. I want to see actual like content and conversations. So yeah, the Twitter search is so powerful. Absolutely. If you just spend a bit of time figuring out the advanced stuff and how it works, you can find a lot of gold, I think.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned that, Warwick, because Twitter search is something that it is very powerful. I think a lot of people don't realize how powerful it is because when you're on Twitter, you see the little search box. And, you know, for those of us that are utilizing it, like if you know that Boolean search turn, you know, the search, doing the quotes and doing all these little things, mm-hmm. you can really narrow things down. But and I don't know why Twitter does this. There is an actual dedicated search page. And what I do is I just bookmark it. You know, I, I make mm-hmm. sure it's bookmarked so I can easily access it. And for those of you listening, just go to Twitter. This is on browser only, twitter.com slash search dash advanced. So it's not always easy to remember, but if you're at twitter.com slash search dash event advanced uh, with the ed on the end, it's so great that you can go in there and this box pops up and it has all this. So like it says, all these words. So instead of having to remember to put in quotes, I can just type that out right there and you can, you know, search for conversations, like if I wanted to go back and look at when we were tweeting, like maybe I remembered you tweeted something really cool in the last Twitter Smarter chat, but maybe it was a while back. I could come into the advanced search and put, you know, from your account, I put your Twitter handle and I could put the Twitter Smarter hashtag and I'm going to see all your tweets from that chat. Or if we were having a conversation, I'd put from you to me or from me to you and the hashtag and it will hone in on those tweets. That's just like the tip of the iceberg. There's so much you can do Mm. with
0: the search. So true, and you're right. They don't make it easy to find. That does annoy me a little bit. But I mean, I have found so many exactly what you said. Like those random things we like a conversation we had, Madeline and tires, and then I'll like (laughs) it'll just and it searches from like ten years ago. Like it it's it goes right through. It's not like even like a twelve month window. It's like years and years, which is brilliant. I know it, it haunts some of these celebrities when they get these things that come dug up from like five years ago, but it's brilliant that you can find that stuff, and you just need the little random bits of a conversation you remember, and you'll find it. It's really good. I love it. And the other one that I mean, I, I mean, we've spoken about Twitter lists. I did a chat with you, uh, Twitter Twitter Smart chat on Twitter lists, but I love Twitter lists for finding stuff. And I know I mentioned this before as well, because you interviewed the guy who created it, Nuzzle. Yes, He's brilliant.
1: Yeah, Jonathan brilliant. Abrams. That, mm. Really, really cool. Yeah, that's been an amazing tool. That. For years, people thought Twitter was going to buy it because, like, it was so perfect for them, but they never did. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. But Nuzzle's still around. I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys to go check out because it's a really cool tool. And I'll have to go look up what episode that was. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Because that was an interesting conversation. You know, a little known fact about Jonathan Abrams he was the one that developed Friendster, and Friendster was one of the very first social network sites.
0: Oh, wow. Facebook before Facebook sort of thing. So
1: he was, he was kind of like the OG mm. of social networking.
0: Wow. Yeah, this is great because it, it curates your list. And you, I mean, you know it kind of surfaces all the cool content from your list, but then it's also your friends and your friends of friends and you can right. kind of yep. find stuff. And, and I like the way that you can turn it all into a newsletter and then it sends you a summary of uh-huh. all these articles it's recommended. So it just lands in your lap. Like That's what I love about it. I don't have to remember to go. Search for things they send me great every day with content of the things I'm interested in and what's happening on my list. My lists, I mean, so yeah, that's a really great tool as well.
1: Glad um, you brought that up. No. so says N U Z Z E L dot mm. com, Nuzzle. It's, and they yeah. have a little, uh, for my iPhone, I use the app and it's just really great. I get really great content yeah. through that.
0: Cause you can, I mean, a lot of people, if they have like, uh, readers like Feedly and know Reader, Flipboard, you know, you can turn your lists into. You know, an RSS feed and you can see them, but it doesn't do any intelligent sorting of it. It doesn't give you any advice based on all of the tweets. But what Nuzzle does is more than that because it recommends out of all of those hundreds and hundreds of tweets that might be going through a day on your list, it'll give you the most popular ones, the ones that your friends liked or your followers liked or people that you follow liked. So it gives you some intelligent recommendations beyond just here's a list of everything that came out on Twitter today, which is why it's so helpful.
1: That's great. Now, for somebody that's listening that might be a little newer to Twitter, I come across Mm. lots of people that don't understand Twitter lists. They've never used it. And you've done, I mean, because I remember when you were on the Twitter Mm. Smarter Chat and you talked about Mm. lists and you were just blowing us away with your insights. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about what are Twitter lists and how it's helped you specifically?
0: Yeah. So Twitter lists are essentially like a, a bookmark, I guess, of people that you like to follow. And you can make them private or public. And you can name them whatever you want to name them. Uh, you know, people can, if they're public, can subscribe to your lists. And you know, you can build them around topics, which is what I do. And it's a great way to be able to find stuff really quickly. Because if you have an interest in, you know, video marketing or social media marketing, if you have an interest in business trends, you know, macro, microeconomic trends, or career-based content, or whatever it might be, and you find people you're like, oh, this stuff's good. Then you know, you just add them to this list and then, you know, go and check it out and you'll see see all their content really quickly without having to do the searches, without having to sort of figure out in your feed where it is. And if you're looking for content, it's right there. And then because you, you know, it kind of gets 10x when suddenly you can add them as an RSS feed to these different tools. But I use it for definitely to find content I want to share with my audience because there's so much great stuff out there. So I've got one that's business trend, so it's like call it the management consultancies, PWC. KPMG, Deloitte's, you know, the people that publish a lot of thought leadership and surveys around what's going on in business. I have a private one, which is competitors. So, you know, people that are in my space and I want to stay on top of them, but I don't, I mean, they probably know who I'm looking, but, you know, I don't need to give them an extra, any more promotion right. that they're already getting. So that's really useful. And then things for my personal interests, you know, career development stuff, personal branding stuff. So it's great. You're like, no, I want to spend some time on my personal brand. What's the latest happening in personal branding? strategy, straight to the Twitter list, list of great content. So it's brilliant. And of course, I actually encourage a lot of my subscribers to subscribe to my Twitter list because I'm like, the great stuff's there. If you want to stay on top of emerging trends in career, personal brand, business, just follow my list.
1: Yeah. You know, and I love that. That's so smart. You know, that's right. one of the benefits of making it public, a public list that people can subscribe to it and it's basically you did the heavy lifting. You put together, you curated a great list and other people can take advantage of it. The only drawback is mm. they can't edit, they can't remove someone mm. or add someone, only you can because you're the owner of the list. I have quite a few lists that people subscribe mm. to and find value in. So I think that's really mm. awesome. I love the way that you're utilizing it. It's very smart, you know, to to use Twitter as a smart business tool for, you know, helping you do more in business for sure.
0: Yeah, and you know, also friends, Twitter Smarter Chat, family. Uh, I've got lists for that. And actually, I can't remember who where I heard this from, but they said create a list and call it awesome because you know you you get a notification if somebody has uh, yes you know added you to a list. So I've got a list called awesome. And if I find somebody, usually on a Twitter Smarter Chat or something like that, and I like their stuff and we've had a moment, you know, little little bit of fun together, then I'll add them to the awesome list. And don't check it all the time, but it just means means I can still t- stay in touch with those people and not miss right. because. Also, a lot of people don't tweet daily. Like, They're not into it like you and I are. They may only tweet once or twice a week. If they're on the awesome, you know, you might have a better chance of bumping into some of their content than if they're on you know, your main feed. You know, I, I love that strategy. I used
1: to do that years ago. I was really because if this than that, the IFTTT.com, they had a recipe for that where you could, you could set it up so that if you could put like a search term or a keyword or something and if people mm-hmm. tweeted that to you, you could automatically put them into a list. So this this thing I tried and experimented, mm. which worked really well, very similar to what you're saying, is if anyone tweeted the Twitter Smarter hashtag, which would of course be during the Twitter chat, that mm. it would automatically put them to a list. A list. I think I called it like Awesome People. I know I had the word Awesome in it, and people went crazy. They loved that because <laughs> they felt special. They get this notification. Yeah. Madeline Clark added you to her, you know, Twitter Smarter Awesome list, and. And it is a great way to just have that extra layer of being able to easily more easily connect with them because you'll see them in that list versus just your home feed. So I love that you mentioned that. I haven't really done that as much, but I tell you, it reminds me of one of my lists that has always done really well. When Twitter list was a new thing, I had this, you know, I had them all private. For My Eyes Only, because I was like, I, don't, you know, mm. it wasn't really a thing to have on yeah. public yet. And I created one of just all the top social media people on Twitter that I would come across. And I put them into this list for My Eyes Only called social media. Then I had about 100 people in it after about a year or two. And, and I started thinking, maybe I ought to make this public because I basically curated a great list. Why don't I make it public? But let me rename it because of exactly what you said, because if I add someone to it, they're going to get that Mm -hmm. notification. So I renamed it from just social media, which is boring, to social media smarties. So who doesn't want to get a little notification? And Mm. and the beauty of this type of notification is that it's a singular notification. It's not lumped with likes and retweets. You know, those all get lumped Mm. together. So it's easy to miss when somebody likes or retweets you, but you get that single notification that says, you know, at Madeline Sklar added you to her social media Smarties list. People get really excited about things like that. I get excited when people add me to a list that has a cool name to it. If it's not, if it's just social media, I'm like, Okay, I'm on a million of those. But when they have something that sounds more exciting, you know, it's the psychology of it. We get excited. So that's such a great idea. I hope those that are listening will take action on that because it's such a great idea. Go through your Twitter list if you have them. And what could you do to spruce up the name if it's public? Because anytime you add someone, they're going to get a notification. If it's private, they don't. That's kind of the beauty of that. You don't have to worry about it. But a little side tip is, if you already, it's like when I talked about my social media and then turn it into social media smarties, all those hundred people I added, they never got a notification. It was private. Once I made it public, it does not mean they're going to get a notification now. I would have to take them out and put them back in. And right. I didn't do that. But anybody moving forward, I added. So something to think about because there's so much you could. I mean, we could sit here and spend a whole hour talking about <laughs> Twitter lists, you know, because there's so many cool Honestly. things you can do with it. But I don't want to keep you, I know you want to talk about other things, so, uh, but I just had I just love Twitter lists. It's just something I'm very passionate about.
0: Yeah, me too. The only thing I would say is err on the side of caution, because I did go a bit crazy. And I had like 50 lists and some people have like two people on it, you know, and I kind of like cleaning them up seems really overwhelming. It's like going through that bottom drawer in the kitchen that you don't even want to know what's Uh in it. You know, it's a a bit like that. I do need to tidy up some of them, but absolutely, they're so powerful. And, then, and let me ask yeah. you this:
1: on the on mobile, you know, they added that new feature where when you're on the home screen, if you swipe to the left, you can just keep swiping to see like your top five lists, mm. which I love. That is a cool new feature. Mm. Have you been using that feature?
0: I have, yeah, I love it. And, and what do you think? This is this what I'm saying. Like, I think Twitter is just doing these, like you said, these little incremental. Little bits to the mobile experience, to the desktop experience.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, and I keep, I don't know about you, I keep, I keep jumping between the old layout of the profile and the new layout of the profile. It's confusing me a bit. I'm not sure why. I don't know if they're a beta testing it, but even just the new look of the profile layout, how it's done, this looks really, really great and easy to find things and it is. looks better as well. So, um, yeah, no, I really like that. I like the, the features to swipe it and to see, and because it does give you the, the better, you know, the, the, the top posts and things like that. There's really not much I don't like about Twitter, I've got to say. It's so good. And what I've really been focused on is a conversation. So even like, because everything's so threaded now, and it's so easy just to keep the trail of a conversation. So for me, I'm seeking out people that are talking about the topics that I'm interested in. And you'll find I don't tweet as much as I used to. I respond, I reply. So I tend to do more replies than I am doing sort of native, original tweets these days. And I'm kind of enjoying that more at the moment. Yeah. I find there's less pressure for me to find content and create or curate content. I'm just looking for stuff that people want to talk about. Because if they're tweeting, they want to talk about it. And if they're tweeting, then hopefully they're active users on Twitter, which means I will be up build, building a connection with somebody that's, you know, going to be on Twitter. Because you know, you don't want to be. I mean, if somebody tweets once in six months. You know, they're not much value to you. you're, you're not adding much value to them. They're not much, adding much value to you. So, yeah, I tend to do that now. I really like it. I love that whole threaded view. And it's a bit like, yeah, it's just like having a nice good old chat that goes over really how long is. the tweets last.
1: Yeah, I I've been really enjoying those. Some,
0: somebody replied to something from May this year. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you know, people said Twitter, you know, a tweet had a lifespan of like 30 seconds or 90 seconds or something. And here I have people commenting on tweets from May. So wow. I think that just shows. How some of these things, you know, people are using search and are finding and discovering some of your older content and engaging with it, and Twitter are helping them find that as well.
1: I think that's so smart. And, you know, I've been really getting into threaded tweets more recently. Now that I have all these Twitter tip articles I'm putting out, I started a new strategy where instead of just, you know, let me tweet that, you know, I got a new article, let me tweet it out. When I do that initial tweet for a, a new weekly article, I started as a threaded tweet. So I'll at least have two tweets, you know, you do one, you hit the plus sign. And add that second because now it started a thread that I will go back to over the next few days and keep adding to it so someone can start at the beginning and work their way down. What I do is I pen that. So if you go to my at any time, go to my Twitter, doesn't matter if it's now or you're listening Mm. in the future. uh, You go to my Twitter profile, (laughs) whatever the pen tweet is. Every week, I put in whatever the newest article is, and I always start it as a threaded tweet. So if you go in there, you'll that'll be the main tweet, and below it will be a second tweet and then I and then what I can do is days later, and then I can go back the beauty of this Warwick. I could go back months from now and go back. I've been keeping I use Trello for organizing stuff like this, so I put in the link to uh, that starts the thread, the URL, so I could go back later and I'm going to just keep making an ongoing thing where I'll just go back months from now and add another. And sometimes I've done that on the Twitter Smarter Chat where if we're like, maybe the icebreaker, like recently on the icebreaker, it was like, what do you think of the new desktop layout? And I had written an article about it, but it already was several weeks back. So I use the opportunity to go back to the threaded tweet and add to the end of it with that plus sign. And now if somebody goes and looks at it, they can see above the whole threaded conversation I had with it originally. And it just keeps That perpetual, which I think is a really neat strategy.
0: That is like brilliant. I mean, I didn't even know you could do that. I hadn't kind of thought about it in that way. I just thought about it as a participating in the thread and just being able to see what had gone on. But actually, that makes so much sense. And I can see, like, if you're like, quite often I'll try to have a topic for the week, you know, Uh like it might be, okay, well, maybe effective meetings might be my topic for the week and I'll post different types of things about that. But then I could easily just add that whole thing to one thread and in one go people could kind of see that yes. that's beginning and end of a kind of a dialogue.
1: Right. And I've I'm seen totally some people I've seen some people do it really well. Like Matt Navarra, who's really gotten known as this top social media guy who like tests things and knows all about all the new features that are coming with all social media, especially Twitter. And I noticed the other day he did a thread that looked really interesting. I'll have to go find it and put it in the show notes because it's like, you know, the first tweet will like big and bold, you know, thread, you know, something about the thread and then numbering them so that it makes it very easy to go from tweet to tweet to tweet and you know the order and it makes it very easy to understand what you're Um, doing.
0: That's a good idea because then you can kind of add a bit more formatting and it's a bit like a story, isn't it? It's almost like
1: It's exactly. Yeah. You feel like you're Hmm. reading a story. I mean, the beauty is, is that, you know, with any tweet, anytime you originate a tweet, whether it's mobile or desktop, you have that ability before you hit send, to hit the little plus sign at the bottom and do another tweet on top of it that will go right below it. And you could just start with two, but know that you could always go back to either one and add more at any. So, you know, a lot of people complain about, oh, it'd be nice to have an edit button. And I would love to have an edit button just as much as the next person. This is in a way, a way to kind of have an edit button because now I could go back and do more with this tweet that I couldn't do before.
0: That's powerful. That is so good. I love that idea. Well, that's something new I've learned. Well, a couple of things I've learned. I've been making some notes, but that's, uh, that's my light bulb. That's my aha moment.
1: Yay. I hope that is for everyone that's listening to this. I, you know, I, my thing is I experiment. I try things and see what works and what doesn't. And I look to see what are other people doing. When I see people doing interesting things, I'm like, how can I do that and make it work for me? And thread, threaded tweets is something that really never became a big thing. You see people do it, but not all the time. And it seems like the people that do it, do it regularly. And I try to do them regularly. I don't do them all the time, but I do, you know, I try to keep up with it. It's just a way for me to just be able to continue a conversation or continue that content I put out without having to start over. And if, you know, if I do the threaded tweet, I mean, I can keep adding to it. Whereas prior to this threaded tweet feature, I would just have to, every time I want to talk about my latest article, I have to start over. And it's just a, a new tweet, new tweet. And then you're starting at zero. Nobody's liked or that's, retweeted it yet, you know. So it's kind of a way to kind of have that conversation be
0: perpetual. And you, but you you, you also like people to be able to take action, you know. Yes. So, you're the, so that's a great way to be able to outline some steps people can do. It's not like, okay, well, Definitely. now you got to go read this article. you got to spend 10 minutes swimming through it. I could, you can use threaded tweets, I would imagine, to be able to help people just take some action without leaving Twitter. And... You know, I think like all social platforms, they don't, they prefer you stay on the platform than off it. Exactly. So if you can um, use threaded, my mind's already racing. I'm like,
1: <laughs> well, I have an article I'll put in the show notes about, you know, using Twitter threads and the very first, when it was a brand new thing, I made a little how to video in YouTube. I'll put that in the show notes as well. I created my first thread and I made it where I'm explaining what threaded tweets I show different ways. So like when you started this, it's it's very meta. It's a Twitter thread about Twitter threads. And it is so cool. And it just kind of walks you through all the things. And the beauty is because I did that. I can go back now. This was like two years ago. I could go back now. And thats I actually did do that recently on the Twitter smutter Chat because we did have an icebreaker question that was about threaded tweets. I kind of did that on purpose because I was like, ooh, I want to be able to go back to that old tweet <laughs> that shows you how to do it and just add to it and give my two and cents and say, yeah. look above to read the whole thread. Nobody cares It's from two years ago. It's still just mm. as relevant. So it's a really interesting concept. Once you wrap your brain around it, it's like, wow, mm. there's a lot you could do with that.
0: And get creative with it. Because I I kind of wanted that to be what Twitter Moments was, but I've never really taken to Twitter Moments. So they look good on the mobile. They don't look good on the desktop. Right. They kind of don't, they they don't seem to have a real shelf life. It's just a collection of tweets. And now that there's bookmarks, so you can bookmark your favorite tweets now, that kind of was what I was using Moments for. But I don't know what what Moments is. And now we're bookmarks, a bookmark, so
1: it it, it kind of solves that problem. Because Moments was a really cool, you know, feature they have. But but also with the new desktop, they've taken away our ability to easily add. Like you could just be on a single tweet mm. and say, I want to add this to my Twitter moment. They stopped that. So now if you want to add a tweet to a moment, you have to really jump through a lot of hoops and it makes it much more difficult. So it's yeah. interesting how they kind of take a few things away, just like, you know, I was all about video replies. And now if you want to do a mm. video reply, they took the ability out on mo on the mobile camera to do it while you're in the tweet. You'd have to step out of the, out of the Twitter app, take a, a video or even a yeah. photo or video, and then go back and add it. It's like, that kind of defeats oh, the whole purpose.
0: That's annoying. I don't, I, don't, I don't normally do them on my phone because I, I need to, you yeah, we well, know. you do about great videos, still, you yeah. do
1: great videos. I love mm-hmm. your Twitter videos, but you're doing like nice professional videos and you're very, yeah. very good at it. And every time I've seen any of your video tweets, I love that you start with a really nice, well done video, And you happen to tweet it, which a lot of people don't think to do. They just do it from their phone, but they don't think to just make something nice. And I learn a lot from you when you do that because you're sharing really great, valuable information and you're putting it all together in a tweet. And people think, oh, I can't say much in a tweet, but you can if it's a video.
0: Yeah. And then you've got, you know, so many different ways you can use the video and, uh, you know, Twitter with their, um, you know, the Twitter cards and all that sort of stuff makes it really easy to promote them and use them. So... Yeah, I've got to get back to that. I haven't done it in ages. Yeah, consistency is the main thing. But yeah, I think um, I think Twitter is, I'm just really enjoying the direction of it. And I just don't feel like I need to spend my whole life there now, which I did before. Yeah. I was like constantly on it in case I'd missed something. Now I feel like if I check in once a day, I'm good. got my lists, got my searches, the feed and the algorithm are working. It's not just chronological anymore. And, you know, I'm really finding that having conversations is just the place for me at the moment to be when, when it comes to Twitter.
1: That's great. Well, this is like mm. great information you're sharing. And it really sparked a fun conversation with mm. the two of us and talking about a variety of things. What are some tools or apps that you use that helps you use Twitter better? You mentioned TweetDeck, and I'm a fan of TweetDeck. I love that TweetDeck mm-hmm. is owned by Twitter, so you you know you know it's good. It used to not be very good, but once Twitter took it over, it became a lot better.
0: Yeah. So I do like Twitonomy. I find that that's a it's a bit ugly i gotta say the, the interface could do with some work but in terms of the information you get it basically it'll analyze your profile it tells you all about the tweets your followers you can follow lists uh, if you want to do any research on what tweets are successful what users are successful what your followers are doing so how many tweets they've tweeted how long they've been on twitter uh when they last tweeted you see you know it's it's sort of like just all in one spot, and you've got lots of insights and analysis into top tweets, and can get ideas about what content works on Twitter. So I, I do like that. I don't go in there all the time, but I think it's of any of those Twitter analytic tools. I think it's even better than Twitter's, to be honest. It um, is
1: really good. I've been mm. on there and I've, I've used it, and you're right. It's not the mm. most prettiest to look at. The interface no. is not great, but but it's good quality information that can be really helpful in your Twitter marketing. So I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think anybody's mm-hmm. ever really mentioned that tool on this podcast. So I'll make sure the link's in the show notes. Any other tools?
0: I do believe in social media automation. I know Twitter have got scheduling, so you don't need to go and there's plenty of free tools, but Twitter does let you schedule tweets. A bit clunky, but um, I use SmarterQ, but I have been a fan of Hootsuite and Buffer in the past. And, you know, I, sometimes there's this whole like, uh, automation is, you know, ruining social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, for me, it's like, well, there's good content. I want to get it in front of an audience. It's Absolutely. Not that you're absent. Like, I mean, you are – I don't even know how you do it because, like, you were all over it when you reply to people's tweets, you, like, retweet, you send out your own content, and you can't just do that by automation. Like, right. engagement, you can't automate. No. So I love having – okay, I've got some placeholders. I've got like maybe 10 tweets that I know are going to go out in the week, which means I'm not absent. I'm giving my followers some good content that's useful to them. And then I get on there and I spend my time engaging instead of, you know, trying to send out content. So it's all about the attitude. I think, you know, if you come from that place, if you want to engage, then get an automation tool. If you want to do automation, Just because you want followers and you're never going to go on Twitter, then don't even bother being on Twitter. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't
1: work. It just doesn't work. It's not a one way street. It's a two way street. And you're doing it exactly the way I do it. And the way I preach for others to do it, where you got really good content, schedule it out and, you know, Mm. spread it out so that it covers, you know, different time zones, different times of day where, where people will see it Mm. and focus on being there, you know, to, talk to people and to do that engagement, never automate engagement. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a great mm. tip. And for anybody listening that's not doing that is something you definitely want to be doing. And those are great tools you mentioned for that. I use them all. I use like all the scheduling tools. Like I use Buffer for something in mm. one thing in particular. I use Hootsuite for something. I use Agorapulse and Social Jukebox. Like I use a bunch of them, but I use them for yeah. very specific things instead of one and all. And some people just like yeah, the same. one and all, which is fine. But I, since I'm old school, I'm total OG Twitter. I, you know, I, I love Hootsuite when that first Mm. came out, it was the very first scheduling tool and I still like using it. I use it for a big part of the Twitter smarter chat, but then I like buffer when I'm Mm. once a day reading articles, going through Feedly or any RSS feeds. If I see really interesting articles that I think my community will enjoy, it goes right into my buffer queue. So I may have very specific ways I do Mm. it and it works in the bottom line is it works for me and how I want to do it. So that's cool that you've got some interesting tools that help you market better.
0: Yeah. And Hootsuite, uh, that's what I use for Twitter, What well, any tweet, twi- Twitter chats, because you can set up the draft, you can add the picture. And then literally, as soon as the question comes out, you hit send, and then you can just answer people's questions when you're in the chat without having to me- type up your answer. Right. So yeah, it's really good for that. And I think that, oh, and right, I mean, I do use right tag. Right tag is really good if, because images, you know, that help get visibility to tweets. Sure. And Instead of retweeting somebody, so it's a Chrome extension, I think, and a Firefox extension. And in Chrome, when you open the tweet dialog box, there's a little enhance pink button. And then when you type a tweet, you click the pink button, and then you preset up all your templates. So I have one that's got applause, and it's highlighted in yellow and a clap and my name. And I just quote their tweet, click the button, and it gives me an image, and then I attach it to the tweet. So it's not just a retweet. I... Add their picture, you know, a quote card, and um, people really, really like that. they want that extra, you know, step, and it does it in literally ten, two seconds. So, if you really wanted to crunch out some quote card type images, that's an amazing tool. Either directly within your tweet, or you can go to their uh, their website and just batch a whole ton of these quote cards for the week. Super yeah. quick.
1: Are you on one of their paid plans for that, or is it on yeah. a free plan?
0: Cool. no it's paid it's like nine bucks a month
1: oh that's but not honestly, bad at all
0: and also it doesn't um, it includes the batching for youtube's so, uh, a whole bunch of batching so i can literally batch and schedule every youtube video on my channel in about 90 seconds send it over to buffer and it's done and it does all the tags and does the emojis and does the screen grab of the, the video as the picture and sends a link so it's really good for some batching stuff as well so i think for nine it saves me way more time. Say, exactly. Um,
1: that's how I am. It's like, if it's going to save me a whole lot of time, like it's worth yeah. the fee because in, in the big picture, it's not really that pricey. So right Tag is mm. R-I-T-E tag, right com. I've always been a fan of theirs and they've come on the Twitter chat a few times just to support and, and, and they've done some of those uh, tweet images to me. And uh, I'm going to like spend a little more time looking into that because that's a, a great, yeah. the way you're describing Warwick is a really great idea. For sure.
0: Yeah. And I've got about 10 different templates. So I can choose a different color, a different background, a different highlight, different icons, depending on what I've set up. And then my very last tool, which I cannot live without, is missing letter, which is M I S S -S I N G L E T T R. It's missing the E. And what that does is whenever you post a blog post, it will automatically, you know, it monitors your feed, then it scans all of the article. And it creates a social media campaign across Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And it'll create 365 days of content based out of your one blog post. And you can pick, you can either let it do its automation algorithm selection of the quotes, or you can just pre-select them from a bunch that it finds and you send them to the queue. And that is brilliant because that's what I always struggled with was like, okay, I've written one piece of content. I send right. out one tweet. And then yeah. a whole year goes by and I never mention it again. And I put a lot of time and effort into those. So that's yeah. a really simple way. You can do a, a year-long social media campaign in about five minutes flat with pictures. It automatically does quote bubbles. Right. And I've looked at and, that.
1: It's very yeah. cool. And you, when you're able to take a peek at the ones, because you could just set it to just automate it and they just go, but you can go take a look and you can edit them yeah. too, right? So if you yeah. want to make some adjustments.
0: Yeah. Upload that's, new images, do whatever you need good. to do. So, again, it costs you money, but you think about the time it takes you to promote sure. your blog content and just to even set up native tweets. If you were to set up manually 20 tweets, time copy consuming, and pasting, that would take you a couple of hours, you know, an hour or two. Absolutely. And then create the images as well. It's brilliant. So, I wow. think
1: Missing Letter yeah. is using like some AI and all that because I've seen some mm. other tools that do it as well. And, I, and I've done their free trials to try it out. It's very mm. interesting. And, and all these tools we're talking about have free trials. So, I definitely recommend mm. everybody listening. If you're not using any of these tools that Warwick is mentioning, try them out. Do the free trial. You have nothing to lose. You may find that one of these tools is a great lifesaver for you and helps you tremendously. So I'm so glad you mentioned that, Warwick, because these are really great tools you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there are so many, but uh, none of them will be perfect either. So you right. know, when you're looking at some of these tools, there will be gaps. You will never find Nirvana. And, you know, that's why I've bounced around to so many of them. Um, but I've, I've made peace with the ones that I'm happy with now. And, I'm, you know, there's not there some shortcomings, but overall, the great value, a lot of them are free and uh, will actually really improve your experience and, you know, save you some time as well.
1: That's awesome. This has been really great, Warwick. You've shared a lot of great information that I know is helping a lot of people that are listening. If anybody wants to reach out to you, how can they reach you on Twitter and, and uh, your website?
0: So my website is accountmanager.tips. So you can find me there. You can find me at Warwick A. Brown on Twitter and everywhere. And also just, you know, hashtag AM Tips. I'll find you.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Warwick. This has been really great. Thank you so much. Have a great time. What a great interview with Warwick Brown. He shared excellent tips and advice that will help you with Twitter right now. Your call to action for this episode is to try out Twitter's advanced search. Just go to twitter.com slash search dash advanced. That's a hyphen, like search hyphen advanced. I recommend you take a moment to bookmark this page in your browser because you'll want to refer to it regularly now that you're learning how to use it. And while you're at it, check out this page. Go to madelinesklar.com slash twitter search. It's instructions from Twitter on how to use the advanced search. Now, once you're in the advanced search, I want you to try it out. One of my most commonly used searches is finding old tweet conversations that I've had with someone. I'm gonna walk you through the process so you'll see how it works. Let's use tweet exchanges between me and today's guest. That's Warwick Brown. Just follow these steps and you'll see how easy and cool this is. So first, you're gonna go to Twitter's advanced search. So twitter.com slash search dash advanced. From there, I want you to scroll down Go to where it says from these accounts and put in at Madeline Sklar. Below it, it says to these accounts and put at Warwick A. Brown and click on search. And what it's going to do is going to show you all the tweets that I sent to Warwick. It's going to be defaulted to the top tweets, and that's just an algorithm thing. But what I want you to do is I want you to switch it over to latest. So at the top, you'll see where it says top tweets. Next to it click on latest and you'll see the most recent and from there you can work your way down to older tweets. Now to add another layer to the search, let's say I'm looking for a specific conversation I had with Warwick last year. I would do the same process in the search and then at the bottom where it says dates, I would put a starting date where it says from and an ending date where it says to. And this will show me the tweets that I sent Warwick during that time frame. I can even hone in further by Let's say putting in the Twitter Smarter hashtag if I was looking for a conversation during the chat. Maybe there was a chat last year and Warwick was on there and it was something really cool he said and I'm trying to find the tweet. This is the process I would use to go find that tweet. So as you can see, you can really go deep with advanced search. This is just one of many ways you can utilize this feature. You can search keywords by location. You can do an exact phrase, you can put in a hashtag, and so much more. So go ahead and try it out, and then send a tweet to me and to Warwick. Send it to me at Madeline Sklar, and also put Warwick at Warwick A. Brown, and share with us your biggest takeaway from this episode. We would love to hear from you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening on the go and you can't stop to take notes, don't worry, because I took the notes for you just head over to my website, go to madelinsclarcom slash Smarter 69 If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to take a moment to leave an honest reading and review over an Apple podcast. If you're not sure how to do it, just go to madelinsclarcom slash review. I have step-by-step instructions on how to do it. And a great perk to leaving a review is that I'll read it here on the podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to read one from Gen X Donut. That is really what the handle said. Gen X Donut. I love it. That's super cool. Here's what they said. Good stuff. I love learning new things and this show satisfies my need for high quality information. I'm focused on building an authentic presence on Twitter and this show helps me do that. Thank you. Keep up the great work. So thank you to Gen X Donut for such an awesome review. I really, really appreciate it. That is just super cool. If you'd like to support this podcast, be sure to join me over at Patreon. I have a link that'll take you right to it. Go to madelinesklar.com support. When you're a patron, you get some really cool perks like early access to the episodes, behind the scenes content, and more. So be sure to check that out. And I'm gonna do a quick little shout out. Thank you to my current patrons. Big thank you to Jim Fuse from Fusion Marketing, Sinem, Rick, Julie, Donna, Emma, and Melissa. You guys rock my world. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, I'll see you out on Twitter. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Twitter Smarter Podcast, where you get the best Twitter tips from the pros. Stay in touch with Madeline on Twitter at Madeline Sklar, or through her website, MadelineSklar.com.